I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, Canada's national digital theatre. Each week, we take new and underproduced theatre scripts and short stories and turn them into contemporary radio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome back to Play Me. This week, we start a new series featuring Better Angels, a parable by Andrea Scott. Better Angels, a Parable, Part 1 of 3. 911, what is your emergency? Yeah, uh, I think something bad has happened at my neighbor's house. Where are you located? Crawford Park Hills. Can I get an exact address, please? 84 Stanley Street. What is the emergency? It looks like something violent has happened at my neighbor's house. Violent? Yes. There was blood on the inside of the front hallway, and I could see bodies. I think my neighbors are dead. Please don't go into the house, ma'am. The police are on their way. What is your name, ma'am? Nancy. Can I get a last name? There is nothing like the feeling of flying. In my dreams, I used to fly all the time. Of course, when I woke up, I knew I could not fly. <laughs> I was so sad, I would sit and look out the window and dream. My parents said that dreams were wonderful, but that is why we could not stay in them forever. Then, on my seventh birthday, they gave me a bicycle. It was the most beautiful thing in the world to me. It had a fan milk sticker on the back and a red bell on the front. When I would ride my bike, I felt like I was really flying. (laughs) Have you ever gotten on a bike and just felt free? You can go anywhere, see everything and feel the wind on your face. The sun warms your shoulders and gets into your eyes, but you do not care because you are smiling so, so wide. That is what it means to be free. Then, someone stole my bicycle. It was gone for maybe two weeks when I saw a big, fat boy ride past our house on it. I grabbed my parents and we looked for this boy. When we found him, he was sitting on his small front porch eating an apple. You stole my bike. I yelled at him. His eyes got really big and he said, My dad gave this bike to me. You're calling him a thief? And stormed into the house. When he returned, he had his father and his mother with him. The father said, I bought this bike for my boy. How dare you call him a liar? Besides, you cannot prove that it is yours. I looked at my mommy and daddy. And they asked me if I was sure it was mine. And I said, yes. But the more they questioned me, the more I became unsure. But then 
as we were walking away, I noticed the fan milk sticker on the back and I said, there, that proves that it is mine. Give it back. And the father of the boy said, that proves nothing. Give us a picture of you on this bike and we will return it. You cannot prove it because it is not yours. Besides, if you did not lock it up, then you don't deserve it. And with that, they walked into the house and took the bike away. That was the first time that I realized that life is not fair and we must guard it very carefully. My parents could not afford another bike, so I never got to have that flying feeling again. That is the thing about freedom. You don't know how it feels until it is taken from you, and then you will do anything to get it back. Your children are beautiful. Thank you. They're great. They've been at camp for about... How long has it been, honey? Oh, wow. I'd say mm, coming on two weeks now. They'll be back in a couple of days. Oh, so they're not here? No, sorry. You'll get lots of time with them when they get back, and then you'll be looking forward to when they start school again. They're not that bad. No, 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 no. I, I just meant the noise sometimes. <laughs> this is sweet. Oh, gosh. I never look at those pictures, you know? They're on the mantle, and they just become part of the wallpaper. I think we were, like, 18, maybe a little older. We had just met. It's a really cheesy, meet-cute story. Come on. We were both at this, like, this poetry thingy, and this hippy-dippy girl gets up on stage, and she's full-on flower power. I mean, long skirt, hair down to here, John Lennon glasses, and, well, you know, the whole nine yards. Layla and I didn't know each other then, but we were sitting at the same table. But... But then she started speaking. You held out the light. You held out the light to light my, my cigarette. cigarette. But, but when, when I, I leaned down, down to the flame, flame it singed my eyebrows and hair. My favorite Gwendolyn McEwen poem ever. Our favorite. How does it end again? Um, can't remember. Weird. We were both big smokers then, so we bonded over mocking the incense girl, then the poem, then we went for a smoke. But we don't smoke anymore. Oh, no. Cut that out when the kids came. Now our biggest vices are tea and the amazing race. I don't know about you, but I could really use a cup of tea. Greg? Earl Grey, mint, lapsang, souchong. Surprise me. Aggie, would you like some tea? Aggie, edgy. Oh. Yes, yes, thank you, yes. That would be nice. And Greg? Greg? Mm, yeah. Sweetie, could you bring some of those cookies from the top shelf? Thanks. Sometimes he can be so... Ugh. So, sit down. Relax. This has probably been the longest day in your life. It's exciting. I'm sure. Have you ever been on a plane before? No. I was so scared. Of what? That it would crush. Yes, well, you have your feet firmly on the ground and you're safe. Alhamdulillah. I'm sorry? Would you like some help? <laughs> what did you say? Oh, no, thank you. Today is your day off, so just sit tight. Uh, you didn't say how you like your tea, so I left it black. Sweet and very milky. Well, we don't keep sugar in the house except Splenda, and we only use soy milk. I hope that's okay. Were you speaking a different language? It's Arabic. It means, praise be to God. Oh. I am Muslim. Islam is practiced in different parts of Africa. You know I did know that, but completely forgot. I don't think there are any mosques nearby. Thank you, but I will be fine. The tea is delicious. 
From now on, that is your cup and plate. My cup and plate? Yes, yours. Keep them in your room if you like. Oh, thank you. You have a lovely home. Oh gosh, it's a mess since I just started working on my book. I'm a writer. Oh, so you do not work? Writing is work. Well, she hasn't made any money from it yet. She's one step away from being a poet. Greg! Kidding. Seriously, though, she's really good. She got published all the time in university. If I could just publish one thing. Greg is so supportive. I was a general manager at a big company with six people under me, but I quit to focus on this dream to be a writer. <laughs> Greg. She's so pretty with her hair down, don't you think? She hardly knows me. <clears throat> You hardly know me, but we have lots of time to get to know one another. Let's give her a tour. I'll be right back. I just got a text from work. I swear, if I'm not getting it from the general here, they're cracking the whip at the office. He has no idea how hard it is, you know, writing. I mean, there's nothing worse than staring at a blank screen and having no idea what to write next. I'd rather be doing your job. Not that scrubbing toilets isn't work, but it's not mentally difficult, like coming up with stories, right? Mm hmm only a stupid person would have problems writing a story, yes? I'm not sure that's what I meant. What I said came out wrong. Just put one word after another. Right. Wise words, is that an African saying? Oh, no. A writer named Neil Gaiman said it. Oh. Oh, so I don't forget. Can I get your passport? I have a safe place to keep it, and I need it to fill out some forms about your job with us. Hmm. Nice picture. We all look like criminals in our passport pictures. Your kids are five and seven, yes? Yes. Oh, good. You came back. You'll be like an older sister to them. I was the smallest in my family, so it will be nice to be the eldest for once. You're going to be a part of this family in no time. Now... I know it doesn't look like much, and Greg and I were planning to get you a TV and a radio, but we just ran out of time. You understand. Besides, I'm sure it's better than what you had back home, right? Feel free to put up pictures and stuff. I have double-sided tape that won't mess up the paint job. It was either this or the basement, which is cool in the summer, but it's kind of creepy down there with cobwebs and spiders. Besides, when you're here, you're closer to us and the kids. Win-win. Now, the bathroom is just down the hall if you want to freshen up before bed. I like an early start to my day, so I'm going to need you to be up no later than 7. The alarm clock is there, but if I don't see you in the kitchen in the morning, I'm going to be waking you up. I'll be there. She's not kidding. I've been on the receiving end of a cold cup of water in the midst of a deep slumber. Believe you me. <laughs> I wake up, Ellie. Good. See you in the morning, and welcome to the family. Hello, Mr. Spider. Not bad, huh? Yeah, she seems pretty nice. Huh. Well, I hope the religion thing doesn't get in the way. Get in the way? Why would it? I don't know. Maybe she'll refuse to do something because it's against her religion. Layla, Akosia's here to take care of the house and kids. Don't be ignorant. I'm not being ignorant, and you know a person can justify their actions using religion as a reason. <sighs> I'm too tired to have this conversation. Okay. Fine. I'm sorry. For what? Nothing. I guess I'm a little wound up having a stranger in the house. 
You wanted live and help around the house, and now you have it. Besides, she won't be a stranger forever. Right, right. I just hope... <sighs> Having a domestic in the house doesn't make me a bad person. You don't leave your home thousands of miles away because you're happy. That girl came here for work, and now she has a place to live, food to eat, and a job. A lot of Canadian citizens don't have that. She's lucky to be with us. You're so sexy when you ramble. Want to fool around? You're not listening to me. Yes, I am. You're worried that she won't like you, and that... I didn't say that. So you don't want to fool around? Hmm? The house is all ours. No kids. What's gotten into you? Come here. Come here. <laughs> Come on. I'm coming. <laughs> So my kids compete over everything. I used to make them special lunches with something different for each kid. Applesauce for one, pudding for the other, ham and cheese on a bagel for one, tuna for the other. Well, you get the idea. Anyway, I found out from the school that they were sharing one lunch between the two of them because they didn't like getting different things. They wanted the same thing. Isn't that weird? When I was a kid, I hated getting the same thing as my brother. I loved opening my lunch bag and my treat would be a Twinkie or even a bag of chips. I can't imagine giving my kids chips for a school snack now. Oh, yeah. No matter how much they whine, never give them junk food or anything with a lot of sugar. What about the pudding? Isn't that sugar? Ah, well, here is the magic of living in the first world. Zen soy pudding. No dairy. And it comes in vanilla chocolate and my favorite vanilla chocolate swirl. I know it's a little early, but a little cheating never hurt anyone, right? Our little secret. Yes. So, when I wake up, I am to make the coffee. And that is where? You keep it here. Right, go on. So I make the coffee, empty the dishwasher, make the kids their lunch. Nope. Wake the kids first, then the coffee, then make their breakfast, followed by lunch. If you start doing work around the kitchen, time will get away from you, the kids will be up late, and lunches aren't made. You have all morning to empty the dishwasher. Okay, I'm sorry. Again. Make the coffee. Mm. Wake the kids, start the breakfast. And what do they like? Cereal and yogurt for Maggie and... Toast with peanut butter for Christopher. And one banana sliced up for both of them. Maggie likes it mushed up in her cereal, and Chris likes it sliced on top of his peanut butter. Make sure the banana is soft enough to squish, but hard enough to slice. Okay. If they do forget their lunches, should I go down to the school with it? Oh, no. I'll drive down. No need to interrupt your day. I mean, it is an inconvenience since I'm trying to finish writing my book, and these stupid distractions always happen at the worst possible time. Do you know how to drive? No. Good. Then I guess I don't have to worry about getting you insured. I should take you for a drive in the city. Toronto is really pretty if you're in the right neighborhood. All you got to see last night were the lights, and while Toronto can be nice at night, you need to see it in the daytime. Maybe I can go for a walk, since the children aren't back yet. Huh. Toronto may seem really safe, but it's dangerous when you're new to the city. There are shootings. Shootings? Mm-hmm. In malls, at barbecues, even on the streets when you're just trying to do your shopping. I would never forgive myself if anything happened to you. I thought Canada was safer than the United States. In some ways, yes, but this is a big city and you're a young girl. It would be like throwing you to the sharks if you left the house without me. Unless you have friends in Toronto, do you? No, I don't have any friends here. <laughs> what am I saying? We're your new friends and family. Besides, 
don't worry. We'll send you home for Christmas. I know you don't celebrate it, but Greg and I will be home and the kids will be off school, so why not give you a break so you can see your family back home? That is very kind of you, Mrs. Tate. Please call me Layla. Now, would you be a dear and take this into my study? I can't function without a cup of coffee when I'm writing. Yes, Mrs. Tate. This has been a great first day. I mean, the last girl we hired had an ECE degree and she was useless. She lived here? No. She had her own place and that was a nightmare because she started getting here later and later. I know from having a job that I hated that when you start showing up late, it's because you hate your job. And I totally understand hating your job, but she was young and hadn't worked much, I think. But she started talking about labor laws and I can't do that and you can't tell me to do this, you know? It's so easy to talk about the laws and what's right and wrong, but at least do the freaking job, right? She was easy to fire. Oh. Oh, don't worry. You're already way better than she was after six months. I, I'm just so happy you're here. Hmm. You know, I helped build a school in Ghana. Really? Mm-hmm. As a teenager, I love Africa and the people so giving and kind. It's the reason Greg and I decided on Ghana over the Philippines like all the other people in our neighborhood. You're from the capital, right? Yes. Accra. Hot. Sticky. Loud in the city. But on the coast, where I lived, it is cool enough for a sweater. So many places that would take your breath away. We also have castles. Castles? Yes. There are shacks and tall office buildings and loud traffic. But there are also many castles. They were built by the Dutch, the Portuguese, and the British hundreds of years ago. The slave trade was very active in Ghana. And those big buildings are a reminder of the past, which was not so long ago. Castles in Accra. Huh. That would make a great title. Title. For a novel or even a chapter, it just scans beautifully. And the image of a beautiful castle in Africa, kind of a fish out of water, you know? And the fact that it was there because of slavery. I, I think I'm going to use that. Do you mind? No, Mrs. Tate. Call me Layla, please. Yes, Layla. Did you fantasize about being a princess and being swept away into one of those castles? No. Huh. I thought all little girls wanted to be princesses and live in a castle. Oh, and remind me that we have to sit down and talk about compensation. I meant to talk about it with you last night, but we were all so tired. We can talk about it now. True. That is true, but it's important for a writer to be protective of her writing time. And I've eaten into that chatting with you. Let's sit down and talk about it on your break. But first, let me show you the kids' rooms. I tidied them a bit, but as you can see, housekeeping isn't my strength. You are a godsend, and I love that your English is impeccable. Does everyone in Ghana speak English this well? So, how was the first day? Fine. She's a quick study. I don't think we'll have a problem with her. Place looks great. This girl is way better than any maid service. She started cleaning after breakfast and didn't stop until 10.30 tonight. Did she take a break? Of course. Oh, that reminds me. I was supposed to talk to her about payment. She had lunch around three, and I was about to talk to her about it when I came up with a great sentence and had to write it down. Anyway, she's awesome. This isn't like some privileged white girl throwing around rules and labor law bullshit. 
Yeah, well, you're in charge of the bookkeeping for home stuff. Just keep an eye on her. She may not complain, but she might steal shit. Why? We brought her here, we're giving her free room and board. This is Canada, not some third world country without toilets and electricity. She's grateful. I've never seen anyone work so hard. Just be careful. I don't want any of our stuff ending up in a pawn shop. She's afraid to leave the house. I told her how dangerous it is out there. Out there. I showed her some stories about people being dismembered and left in suitcases, proof of police brutality and all the shootings we've had. All the shootings we've had? You mean all three? If I show her the violence in Toronto, she'll know. It's not like she can look it up on the internet. What do we do if she gets sick? We can worry about that when it happens. Until then, let's celebrate that we have a housekeeper, a nanny, a clean house, and no kids for two days. All rolled in to one. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. yeah, that's great. You know, Mm. I'm really tired and I have to go in a little earlier tomorrow. Rain check? Yeah, uh, sure. The office wife is really cracking the whip, isn't she? Office wife? Janice, calling you at home, late, working you like a dog at the office. She's not my office wife, she's my boss. She sees you more than I do. I'm really not up for this tonight. Sometimes I get called at home, sometimes I have to work late. I don't like it, but it's what I have to do. We are living on one salary now. Don't try and make me feel guilty. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm happy you get to do what you love, but that does mean I'm not around as much. September's going to be crazy. Janice is away at her cottage with her kids for the long weekend, so I'm on deck. Full stop. Do you need me to say it? No. I love you, Leigh. I'm not having an affair with Janice. She's not my office wife. You didn't have to say that. I have an idea for the book. Want to hear it? Shoot. A slave that falls in love with her slave trader, and he puts her up in the castle. Or no. He falls for her. Yes, he sees her in the chains. And her helplessness and beauty make him want to rescue her from being sold to a cruel landowner in Jamaica or something, huh? It'll have a historical fiction bent with the poetry of the lands around them. Oh, yes, this... I can't wait to... Tune in next week to the conclusion of Better Angels, a Parable by Andrea Scott. Visit playmepodcast.com to leave a comment and let us know what you think of our plays. Also, please consider rating us and reviewing us on iTunes to help us grow our podcast. The cast featured Akosia Amo Adem, Sasha Cole, Payson Rock, and David Christo. It was originally performed in 2015 at SummerWorks Festival, and the original stage production was directed by Sean Nigel Williams. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley, and this episode was edited by Chris Tolley. The associate producer is Rashanik Jaberi. Play Me is funded by the Toronto Arts Council, the Ontario Arts Council, and the Ontario Trillium Foundation. Special thanks to our partners, the Playwrights Guild of Canada, the Toronto Fringe Festival, and the Spiderweb Show. Play Me is an Expec Theatre production. For more information, visit playmepodcast.com.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.